The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well met, fellow adventurers. You meet me at the gates to Twithick where there's a special event that has been unlocked. Dead or alive, the hunt for the phantom assassin. I'll click on that. Dead, yep. Joining the hunt for the notorious killer for hire who has taken refuge in the wilds of the kingdom of Tysa. Proceed to this event. Thane Pond holds up his hand and a hush falls over the small crowd gathered in the Grand Hall. Dust inside the heavy wooden doors of Twin Keep's main tower. The, t- the chain-clad men-at-arms standing so clear inside do not relax their guard, despite the fact that their charge has little to fear from the two dozen those faces stare at him expectantly, waiting to hear the purpose behind his hasty summons. From talking with a few of the others present, you learn that they are also adventurers by trade, those daring exploits throughout the realms have earned them each a summons to this gathering. Like them, you are also delivered a summons bearing the Thane's official seal, and you are most eager to discover the reason for it. Some of your faces are familiar to me, says Thane Pond, his gaze sweeping a small cloud, and some of you I have not yet bestowed the pleasure of your acquaintance. Whatever your case may be, your name and deeds are known to me. And your summons here were by no means a cavalier exercise. I will this day ask each and every one of you to lend your extraordinary talents to a matter both grave and urgent now facing our beloved kingdom. Welcome, adventurers. The Thane pauses briefly, his eyes making several pa- passes across the faces of those present. Then, in a clear unwavering voice, he begins his address with words that sent an immediate murmur through the crowd of announcers. Today, he announces, I offer you the chance to join in the hunt for Idrin Southwana, the Phantom Assassin. The following is a brief but detailed account of the Thane's address. Thane Prawn can be quite long-winded, as is his wife as a Thane, of course. 
until he was cornered in an alley in Tumador, stooping over the bodies of three slain city guardsmen, no one was certain the man known as the Phantom Assassin even existed. It took nine guards and the timely help of a passing maid to subdue and capture the deadly outlaw. Within a week, the notorious killer for hire and seven of his most vicious associates were tried before the king's tribunal in Talalus, whereupon then was levied a decree of death. Alas, though, for Edwin Southwomer, a former wine merchant from Twithick, and an assassin without Paolo, is indeed worthy of his infamous ghostly moniker. On the morning that he and Severo's outfit were destined to hang, de- destined to dangle from the end of a hangman's rope, the twelve men-at-arms who came to escort them from their dungeon cells found no trace of the prisoners or the guards assigned to watch them through the night. An exhaustive search of the city turned up no sign of the assassin's crew. It was universally believed that the slipped rogue, slippery rogue had once again melded back into the shadowy wonderworld that for so long hid his identity and allowed him to ply his murderous craft with near impunity. Within a month, the nine guardsmen who originally apprehended him in Tumador were dead, and the blooded robes of the maids who assisted in his capture were left on the steps of City Hall. It had been nearly a year since Edwin Southwonner, the phantom assassin, and his men narrowly escaped the loose in Talonus. The reported sightings of them from every corner of this kingdom have become commonplace. It is widely assumed, however, that Israelin and his wild associates had taken refuge in some of in some out of the way corner of the wilds of Tusha, perhaps still operating their shadowy enterprise, or waiting for the opportune moment to exact a brutal revenge on those who dared interrupt their dark schemes. Upon the conclusion of the address, Thane again holds up his hand to silence the crowd. When the murmurs are sufficiently quelled, he continues, detailing the objectives of the hunt, which you are about to learn, is already underway. The presence of this escaped outlaw and his associates within the kingdom's border is a source of continued shame for our noble and just king, and it is for those and it is upon those shoulders rest the burden of law and order says the Fane gravely. For we have come close to recapturing this demon on several occasions. He has so far eluded <coughs> the justice of Tolsby and his murderous crew from every bell-fitted spire in the realm. To drag this snake into, this, into light may require less than routine effort. Dane Poran's greys meet your own. And for a brief instant, you can plainly see the dire urgency that manifests itself upon his countenance. Dead or alive, he pronounces genuinely. Ten thousand gold tokens will be paid for the phantom assassin, and two thousand for each of his eight known accomplices. I urge those of you willing and able to take up the hunt to fan out across the realm, leaving no pocket in the wild unsearched. For it is in some remote horde that this vile outlaw and his wicked pack undoubtedly lurks. Thane instructs all those present to return to Twin Keep immediately upon the capture or slaying of any of the slaughter after outlaws. 
He then presents a dossier of information on the Phantom Assassin and his known accomplices, in, in, in case it might provide any aid in the search for the dangerous fugitives. You go with my prayers, says the Thane, as the gathered begin to depart. Most of the determined to set out at once and begin what purports to be a long and difficult search through some of the kingdom's most treacherous terrain. You are about to examine the information about the assassin and his accomplices when Thane Prawn suddenly strides up and initiates a shoulder cross. You can't possibly know how much it eases my mind to find your face in this crowd. I prayed that my summons would find you in time. And indeed, again, we behold the power of a simple prayer. You speak at length with the Thane about your recent adventures, raises him much of what has happened since you were last, last in his company. He smiles and places his hand on your shoulder as, you, as both his tone and demeanour become green. I don't need to caution you about the nature of the enemy one faces here in this murderous scene. You will set off from here as the hunter suit. But should Idrin Sandrunner or any of his crew learn of you and your mission, you will quickly become that of the hunted. Secrecy and self will be your ally, dear friend. The Thane strokes the hilt of his longsword, hanging at the side and sides. Were I not bound to this insufferable city by oath and duty, Norbury were working to pick up the Phantom's trail, he says. Dead or alive, Soup? How the... How this devil and his cohort meets their fate is of no concern to me. At the edge of the blade, or the edge of a hangman's rope, it is of little consequence. Do what you must, should you, should you find them. But you, but you can expect no mercy from their like. Thank Poland wishes you well, and takes his leave of you, telling you to return to Twin Keep as necessary. You watch as the overlord Trithic disappears into the main tower that bears his residence. Without further delay, you examine the information the Thane has laid out. Listed below are the names and descriptions of Idrin Sumner, the Fountain Assassin, and his eight dangerous accomplices. Idrin Sumner, the Phantom Assassin. The notorious and feared killer for hire is a ruthless and extremely dangerous foe. Each member of his murderous, murderous outlaw band is loyal to him without question. The former wine merchant from Twithick is now a man on the run, reported to be stalking about in remote corners of the world, hiding from the vengeful eyes of those who wish to return him to the hangman's scaffold. It is doubtful he would ever allow himself to be taken alive. Adrian Southwell earned his ghostly moniker because of his ability to avoid capture and detection. For several years, his very existence was routinely debated, with many of his killings being attributed to other criminal elements who proved to be less elusive marks. Sark Wormfoot! How this vicious knife reader achieved his unappealing surname was a matter for speculation. But there are few men whose blades have seen more blood over the decade than this miller by trade as who that has won with them. the phantom assassin, Zirgin. Not much is known about the man in the purple cowl, other than his skill for an act is thought to be without equal. A long-standing tale regarding Jushin says he once fended off eight talentless city guardsmen, using only his leather belt. Bear of Corlinia. 
I went to a hailing from the small Titian village of Helena. This disrespect, this refusal of mercy is said to have a quick and violent temper. Templars cost a long list of unsuspecting souls their lives. Pewing Longblade. Fighting yourself with, with the tip of this killer sword pressed against your throat should be a thought that sends the tend to chill the length of your spine. Prickling is known to behead the majority of his victims. It has been rumoured that he recites poetry to his prey before removing their heads to a video. Rumours that this young woman is a, is a spellcaster are largely unfounded, but one thing is certain. He, she is a lethal and ruthless assassin. Her list of victims is a long one. You'll do well to try and keep your name off it. Todd Jod Stormtail, the ghost of Trimador. Through no non conservative certainty whether or not Jod Termstow is the murderer's real name, there are none who can deny the lengthy tale of the grisly exploits of the ghost of Trimador, so named because of his ability to remain unseen both before and after his crimes, much like the Phantom Assassin himself. The ghost has long stalked the streets of the lakeside city. Yulia of Highgate, the only member of Idrin's outfit known for certain to be a mage. The waven-haired, black-hearted Yulia is murderous. Is a murderous menace who knows few rivals. It is said that her favourite ploy is to incapacitate her victims with a powerful magic before dealing them a single decisive blow with a serrated blade. Yurila is most recently wanted for the brutal slaying of six Tizian border rangers who attempted to apprehend her on the outskirts of Port Halleck. Goblin Eye. Little is known about this mysterious figure, save for the late semi-legendary tale of how he acquired his name. As the tale has it, he once fought a goblin chieftain to the death, losing an eye in the brutal contest. According to the tale, he took one of the slain goblin chieftain's eyes for the help of a powerful spellcaster, used it to replace his ruined one. Yet those are who I am hunting. Now, yeah, to begin or resume your hunt for the Phantom Assassin, exit Trinch Keep and select Explore the Realms at Random location from one of the game's safe locations. I'm leaving the keep. I'll save now. Now, there we go. I'm exploring the realms at random. Explore. Nothing interesting that time. Your travels throughout the realms, while colourful or at times arduous, ultimately prove uneventful. Despite the lack of adventure, after many long days, your world-weary soul is eager to see the inside of a tavern and the bottom of an empty tankard. Keep exploring, it's the same thing again. Right, I'm going to pause until... And we're back on a foggy autumn morning in a pine forest in southern Tessa. Your travels are interrupted by something. You spot a strange glowing object lying on the ground several yards away. A closer examination of the item reveals it to be a small jagged shard of a glowing red gem. Inexplicably drawn to it, you reach down and pick it up. No sooner have you taken hold of the fragment, a strange disorientating sensation comes over you. The feeling passes quickly, and when it's, when it's completely subsided, you curiously note the gem shard has disappeared. You feel somehow different. Pick a number from 1 to 100. 
bonus 20 from luck. And 49. You feel a little bit more experienced. 8 XP to general. Make a quick search in area, but find notes. Sign of the glowing gem fragment. Satisfy the strange ink. It's likely from a mystery. You set off on your way. On a rainy spring afternoon, on the outskirts of a small woodland village east of the city of Bakro, you come across something quite unexpected. You happen across a makeshift shelter constructed out of wooden poles and pelts of a variety of animals. You cautiously approach and discover, discover that despite showing the signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search, use no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here. Make note of the location and silently vow to return here. It's advised that you proceed to a safe location at once and save your game. I've only made such an important discovery. You better return to the location next time you explore the worms at, land at random. Alright, explore the worms at random. Return to the pelt shelter. You return to the location of the of the pole, pole and pelt shelter. Much to surprise you're greeted by a middle-aged, waving-haired woman. She steps out of the structure and places her hand on, on the hilt of her serrated blade, swinging it aside. For a moment, I thought you were another border ranger. I've had my fill of them of late. No doubt the desire to die has brought you here. Whether that proves true or not, death you shall receive. The woman draws a serrated long blade and leaps at you, executing a series of masterful strokes with a deadly weapon. You valiantly attack Yulia of Highgate. Now I can... Now, with all these... With all these... The phantoms... With all the phantom assassins crew, you could kill them, or you could subdue them. It doesn't have any real effect... Because the moment I drag them, drag them back, they're going to be hanged. So they're, they're dead either way. It's just, do you want other people to watch or not? And also, there's a theoretical chance. It, I mean, they were captured before and they escaped. And then they, and they killed a lot of people. And they did that, so it's probably safer just to kill them. But you could say... I have a principle about some dream, but I'm going to kill them. I'm just going to kill them for now, because it's easier. <laughs> Yulia Strass slashes at you with a serrated blade. Yeah, I fight with my sword, and she is down. One hundred and eighteen experience points. Yuri collapses to the ground at your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing her head, and you take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of Yulia's death. A quick search of Yulia's corpse turns up the following: a serrated blade of despair. Ooh, someone's. Bit of an edge lord, I see. This is the serrated longsword you took from your Highgate after defeating her. This weapon is of magical quality. Well, it's not obviously it's not better than what I already have, but it can sell for quite a bit. I'll be taking it. Three hundred seventeen gold tokens. When you're ready, you set up for Twin Keep. 
revealing his head, disturbingly enough. Now, tafely amongst your belongings. Upon your return to Twin Keep, you were met in the courtyard outside the main tower by the captain of the guard and six of his men at arms. The guards were elated to discover that, that the first of the competitors to the Phantom Assassin seen an end to her murderous days. The captain of the guard takes the head of Yulia of Highgate and is immediately and is immediately granted and you are immediately granted annoyance with Thane Point, whom he presents the green trophy on, on on your on your behalf. You are quickly ushered into the Thane's private chambers. Root wine or Palo, says Thane, Thane Poet asks, as you are ushered into these private chambers high in the main tower of Twin Keep. He gazes you expectantly, as if waiting a long sought-after sought answer to some dire question of state. I'm going to take some root wine. You get, you get this choice after, after you return each of, your, each of the accomplices. So you, you, you get to see all, all three of them. Root wine. Oh, I should have guessed as much, he smiled, decanting a sizable helping of the strong spirit into a sore silver vessel. Nothing like a bit of old jitters to warm yourself. He hands you the vessel and takes a seat opposite as he downs his own serving of the spirit, what approaches on nerving swiftness. Now, Zoop, he says, setting his vessel down and leaning back in his chair. Pray tell me about this Yulia of Highgate you are kind enough to bring round for us. Thane and listened with great interest as you relate to him who encounter and subsequent defeat of Yulia of Highgate. He notes approvingly as given the final final details leading up to return to Twin Keep. It is well that you did away with the wretch in the wild. You undoubtedly spared us a public spectacle that a handy will undoubtedly provide. This city, and the kingdom at large, mind you, needs no such spectacles these days. There's enough bloodshed in our midst. Fine shelling, showing Zoop. They and wises, and again congratulates you on success, meeting in a shoulder cross. Still, seven of his bands are wound up. No doubt that I'll soon be commending you on their apprehensions, or demises, whichever you see fit, of course. Got 512 experience to general. Thane Point also presents you with the bounty for Yulia of Highgate. 2,000 gold. Following a hearty meal, retire for the night deep within the protective walls of Twin Keep. You, you rise with the dawn and bid farewell to Thane Point, so you once again prepare to set out in search of the Phantom Assassin and his villainous gang. Alright, and now exploring the realms at random again. Not much happening now. Going to pause it again. And on a frigid winter morning in a pine forest east of the Moonshire Crossroads, your travels are interrupted by something quite unexpected. You happen upon a small lean-to erected at the base of a trio of large pines. You cautiously approach and discover, despite showing signs of recent inhabitation, habitation, which is presently deserted. To brief search these no further clues as to the identity of whoever was here last. Make note of this location and silently vow to return here soon. And I will. And I return to the small lean-to. As you near, near the small lean-to, 
You suddenly become aware of a figure slurking through the trees to the left. You turn to find yourself confronted by a slight man. A slight man clad in a tattered tunic brandishing a long curved knife. The scowling man fixed his cruel gaze upon you as he menacingly advances. Come to have a love a look, Gavry, he sneers. Snark, Walther, I am stranger. You might know my name. Yours is of no consequence to me. With that, the murderous fugitive launches himself at you, his deadly knife poised to pierce your flesh. I fight Sark Wormfoot. And he's put... Uh, I would ask him how he got his name, but we're too busy fighting to the death. And it's, it's probably really embarrassing, so he won't tell me anyway. So I fight to the death. Stark, Stark stabs at you with this long-bladed knife. Your sword, my sword hums, he stabs, and he is down. Keep Eight, nineteen experience points. Sark collapses to the ground at your feet and expired. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You'll take the dream trophy with you to serve as evidence of Sark's death. The quick search of Sark's court turns up the following. Sark stab, I'll take that. And that is, this is the knife you took from Sark, Sark Wormfoot after defeating him. The weapon is of exceptional quality, which means it sells for quite a lot. 114 gold tokens. Now I get... When you're ready, you're set out for Twin Keep with Sark's head disturbing enough. Now tuck safely in amongst your belongings. Upon your return, prone to throwing feet, you are met in the courtyard outside the main tower. The captain of the guard and six of his men at arms. The guardsmen are later to discover that another murderous accomplice of the Phantom Assassin seen an end to his murderous days. The captain of the guard takes the head of Sark Wormfoot and is immediately granted an orange with Thane Poland, to whom he presents the grim trophy on your behalf. You are quickly ushered into the Thane's private chambers. Same choice as last time, I'm picking Palo. A prudent choice, given the nip of the season that assails us. He says, filling a heavy wooden mud with freshly brewed Palo. I can't seem to break myself away from it these days. Suppose there are worse afflictions. He hands you a steaming mug and takes the seat opposite. Now, soup, he says, slipping, sipping carefully from his mug and leaning back in his chair. Tell me all about this stark worm foot you were kind enough to bring round for us. They pro and listens with great interest as you relate to him your encounter sufficient defeat of Sam Sam Wormfoot. He nods approvingly as you bring it given the final details leading up to a return to Twin Keep. It's well that you did away with the scum in the wild. You spared us a, sp- a public spectacle as Handy would undoubtedly provide. The city and the kingdom at large, mind you, need no, no such spectacles these days. There was enough bloodshed as I missed. Fine showing, Zoop. Fame powered rises and again congratulates you on success, meeting you in a shoulder cross. Well, that takes care of a pair of cohorts now. Six born will probably have forever wid of the lot of them. 512 experience, the general, and and 2,000 gold. 
part of a yep. And now I'm I'm same as last time, following Artie Neal, retired from the night with within protective order between keep your wife with dawn and bid farewell to Thane Proend as you once again prepare to set out in search of the Phantom Assassin and his villainous gang. Now, I'll pause. On a rainy summer afternoon in a hidden vale east of the city of Chana, you're surprised by something quite unexpected. Happen upon a small, dark mouth of a cave set set into a nearby hillside. You cautiously approach and discover, despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After brief search yields no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here, you make note of this location and silently vow to return here soon. Turn to the safe location. I'm going to west and save, as you should. And then I... Go back to that empty cave. You return to the location of the small cave and are met at the mouth of it by a young woman clad in leather armour. She strokes the hilt of her the dagger tucked into her belt and sneers as he fixes her murderous gaze upon you. Is this the best they send to wound me up? She scoffs. They'll have done themselves no better to send an armoured mouse. Or perhaps that's what stands before me now. Without warning, the woman springs forward, drawing her dagger and stabbing you in one fell swoon motion. You you dodge her initial strike and swiftly counter the vicious attack. I fight Dravindia. I can kill her or subdue her. I'm going to subdue this one to see see what happens when you do. Finds of blue lightning strike you as Jeremy unleashes a deadly enemy attack and she also stabs with her dagger. Oh, yep, 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 still fine. Oh, another finds of blue lightning. Oh, she's, she's, she's got some sort of magic or a magical equipment. Who knows? I mean, she is subdued. 85 experience. At last, Ravidia is subdued. You quick, you quickly and securely bind her hands and feet, going to great lengths to ensure that the murderer, dangerous outlaw, poses no further threat to you. A quick search of your captive turns up the firing. I got Ravidia's dagger. Picked it up, and it's it's got the power of lightning. Oh, so it was the dagger that did that attack, not 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 the inherent magical skill she had. Okay, five agility, melee waiting, and one agility. This is the dagger you took from Javida after defeating her. It bears an obvious enchantment. This weapon is of magical quality. Got two hundred twenty-seven gold. When you are ready, you set out for Twinkeep with your newbound captive, Javida. Now unwillingly in tow. Upon your return to Twin Peaks, you are met with the met in the courtyard outside of the main tower by the captain of the guard and six of his men at arms. The guardsmen are elated to discover that another accomplice of the Phantom Assassin has seen an end to her murderous days. The captain of the guard takes Davidia into custody and informs the outlaw that over due sentence of death will at last be fulfilled. 
Word of the fugitive's capture quickly spreads through the, throughout the keep and you are immediately summoned to Thane private chambers. Root wine or paleo? He asks again. I take both! A man after my own heart! He laughs, decanting a sizable helping of root wine into a small silver vessel and filling a heavy wooden, wooden mug with steaming, freshly blue paleo. Hands both of his drinks to you and takes the seat opposite. Now, Soup, he says, sipping carefully from his mug and leaning back in his chair. Tell me all about this Davinia you were kind enough to bring round for us. Vainpon listens with great interest as you relate to him your encounter with and a subsequent defeat of Davinia. He nods approvingly as you give him the far new details leading up to return to turn leading up to return to shrinking. I should have preferred you showed no leniency in your encounter with the vermin, villain, he says. Yet your compassion is commendable. Cannot deride you for the oligarchical quality you possess. Well I strive hard to find in myself sometimes. Well done, Zoop. Thane Parent rises and again congratulates you on your success, meeting you in a shoulder cross. Three down I thought at the outset that one would be lucky to nab one of them. Now now I'll wager we'll soon see you lay your hands on the west of a lot soon enough. Five hundred and twelve XP to general, two thousand gold, have the hearty meal again. And and I can west save Explore the realms at random again. Alright, something has turned up. On a snowy winter morning in the forest of an ancient hardwoods east of the city of Trithic, you encounter a group of three border rangers pitched in a brutal battle with four massive cave trolls. The savage grey-skinned beasts bellow with rage as they swing their heavy stone clubs at their valiant opponents, rush to the aid of the outnumbered border rangers. You charge ahead and leap into the threat, eager to help the wangers put down the savage trolls. One, one of the trolls turns and swings at you, his weighty club missing your head by mere inches. You square off against the troll and quickly find yourself engaged in brutal melee. And now I fight, I fight. The crook the crow troll swings its heavy stone club at me, but he still goes down. And uh, that's five experience points. The Crave Troll collapses to the ground, but the dead beast is quickly replaced by another of his savage kin. Having barely had time to catch your breath, you now face another of the brutal creatures, another trade Cave Troll. I fight, I fight, I fight and fight and fight, 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 fight. There goes the dead, and there falls the Cave Troll. You step back, the courts of your foe and note with great satisfaction the battle's owner. All six of the cave trolls are dead, and the three border rangers commend you on your impressive combat ability and your timely arrival. You speak with the rangers and learn this particular band of trolls rewarding through the area for some time, and prove to be an elusive enemy. The weapon we bears the stain bears the stains of the blood of many of our brothers and sisters. None shall mourn the slaying of these beasts. One of the rangers tosses you a cloth bag that was carried by one of the trolls. The bag contains a small quantity of gold, and the rangers insist you keep it, 
16 gold tokens. May you, may you safely find your way, friend, says one of them, as the wanger set about burning the corpses of the slain trolls. You bid them farewell, and once again set off on your way. And what? Uh, says anything? On a rainy autumn morning, deep in the, in the forest south of the village of Dernsturg, you come across something quite unexpected. Capricorns upon a crudely built log, log dwelling. You cautiously approach and discover, despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search near Joe further clues as the entity of where was last here, you make note of this location and silently vow to return here soon. I return to my last safe location. I west. Uh, explore the at random. Return to the log dwelling. You return to the crudely built log dwelling and are surprised to find that the structure is occupied. You're about to advance cautiously towards the door when a voice from behind startles you. You best watch your step about these parts, cautions the voice in a sardonic tone. Turn around to find yourself confronted by none other than Jod Sturmstone, better known as the Ghost of Trimador. The legendary assassin bows before you, simultaneously drawing his dagger. Now you know the haunt that's kept me out of sight from the law these last few seasons, he says grimly. No matter, though, for the dead are unlikely to impart such things. You quickly find yourself back on your heels, fighting your life against a highly skilled killer. I brazenly battle Jod Stormtail. I'm gonna kill this one. Slashy, slashy. I, I went into a bat, got into a battle wage now because the potion I had a couple of days ago gives you the ability to go into battle wage, and that that leads to you rolling several twenties in a row and doing a lot of damage. And he is slain. One hundred and two experience points. Todd collapses to the ground at your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of Todd's death. Quick serves of the corpse turns up the following. It's Todd's dagger. This is the dagger you took from Jod Stormtrill after defeating him. The weapon is of unmatched quality. It's going to sell for a couple of thousand-ish. And for 345 gold. When you're ready, you set out for Twin Keep with Todd's head disturbingly enough. Now tucked safely amongst your belongings. And yeah, uh, no, no, I, I get took into the Fane's chambers. He asks, he asks the same question again. I'll take Palo this time. And yeah, same, he replies to that in the same way. The main part of this is great interest as you encounter, you encounter some crescent defeats of Todstum, so not approving is giving the filing details that was leading up to return to Twin Keep. Now, here's, now, guess, uh, here's always now Skyway's difference. Four snakes gone and four left to catch. I need not tell you, my friend, these last four may prove to be the trickiest of all. Great care must be taken from this moment forth. 
512 experience to general, 2,000 gold tokens. I have I have a I sleep I sleep for the night at Trend Keep again. Have the party meal. And now I go back to back to it. I'm gonna save. Um we'll pause now because and we found something. On a bright autumn afternoon on the edge of a small lake in western Tursa, your travels are interrupted by something quite unexpected. Napoleon crop upon an old cabin at the edge of a tangled thicket. Cautiously approached, and despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. The brief search leads no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here. You make note of this location and silently, silently vows return here soon. Alright, I'm going back to that abandoned cabin now. As you approach the old cabin, the door flies open and you find yourself confronted by a tall man with a pointed black beard, wielding a large axe. His drawn face and weathered features betray the lengthy and rugged stay he has endured in the wild. Recording his description, you have no doubt that the sneering figure now advancing steadily upon you is none other than Zidrin an axe-wielding accomplice of the Phantom Assassin. You bravely hold your ground against a cold-blooded killer. I can kill or subdue. I'm going to kill. Ooh, the enemy has laid a particularly brutal stroke on me for 13 damage. And And he chops with his axe. And I slash with my sword. And now there. And he falls down. Alright, 36 experience. Zujin collapses to the ground at your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the Grim Trophy with you to serve as evidence of Zujin's death. A quick examination of Zujin's corpse turns up the following Zujin's axe. This is the axe you took from Zujin after defeating him, plus 4 melee rating. This weapon is of exceptional quality. I got 166 gold tokens. When you're ready, you set out for Trind Keep with Zudrin's head, disturbingly enough. Now took separately among all your possessions. I show the head, and I get taken to the Thane. I'm going to ask for some Palo again. Yeah, and he says what he did last time. And yeah, he asks about about how I got this person. And now, if word has indeed reached our elusive target, he says, referring to Ivrin Salvador, the Phantom Assassin, he must now he must at least be sleeping less well these nights. No doubt, he now realizes his tether goes shorter by the day. Five hundred twelve experience to general, two thousand gold tokens. I I have my I have bed and breakfast. Well, oh, okay, or maybe tea and breakfast. Right, I west. Same same as last time. Now I'm gonna west and back to exploring the realms. And boy, something has turned up just after dust on the edge of a small lake west of the town of Stormfield. 
Sounds for a lone traveller who relates to you a tale about a haunted tower in the nearby woods. The traveller tells you that the tower is avoided by the locals and suggests only the foolhardy would dare venture near it. I'm foolhardy! I'm going to venture near it! Situated at the edge of the small block, bog, slowly being devoured by the soft earth and crumbling with age, the tower of which a traveller spoke is a cheerless, foreboding sight. A gaping, shadowy arch where heavy oaken doors once stood provides the only accessible means of entering the decaying structure. If you have the power to creation wish to use it, I do and I do. Attempt the tower right now. You sense this presence of a powerful evil within the tower. Though you're not clear with regards to the source of the evil, I think the tower is deserving of being hailed as haunted. I'm going to enter this tower. You enter the tower and find that not not only the top that only the top floor of the decaying structure remains intact. The steep steep narrow spiral stair rises from the middle of the floor and winds its way upwards into the darkness. The ground floor of the tumbling tower is piled high with debris from the upper levels that have collapsed over the centuries. Endeavour to climb the stairs. You're suddenly halfway up the treacherous spining stairs when suddenly your foot slips. You look down and horrified to see blood seeping out of the stone steps. A matter of seconds, a torrent of blood is spilling down the steps, making it a struggle to attain your footing and not tumble over the edge. Pick a random number between 100. Bonus 60, 40 for agility, 20 for luck. Picking 89. With some nimble footwork and a good deal of luck, you manage to make make it up the steps despite the horrifying flow of blood that has slickened the surface. Top of the steps, you pass through a small, tall stone arch and into a small chamber beyond. Your eyes are immediately drawn to a floating, flatasmal figure, vaguely human in shape, pacing back and forth over the many bones that litter the floor. The, growl, the glowing, hissing, fatensimal energy turns to face you and hisses lousy as hisses a stark warning in a wasping, ghoulish voice. In life I knew no peace, and death has been no reprime. This is the spirit. Leave now, or share the fate of all who have found their ends here. I can, I can leave immediately as instructed. Or I can attack the ghost. I attack the ghost. The luminous spirit hisses angrily and floats across the chamber towards you. I fight a minor spirit. Slash. The spirit gropes at you. Ooh, 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 yeah, groping. Bad touch. Bad touch, you ghost. No groping. Bad touch. It's still, you're still groping. Why are you groping? Groping. You, 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 you you're gross. And, and you murder people. You, 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 you stay deader. Get deader. You groping spirit. What, I mean, what did you do while you were alive? I don't think I want to know. But it was probably incredibly unpleasant and gross. You have slain your foe. 4 XP. 
The restless spirit that haunted this tower is no more. You make a careful search of the carnage-strewn chamber and discover many items hidden amongst the bones. Okay, there's a few things are worth taking. What, one? Yeah, most of it's not worth taking. Took one thing. 27 gold, 45 gold. When you are finished, you carefully ascend the stairs and make your way up the tower. Once outside, you quickly set off on your way. Oh, there's a bandit camp. On a frosty autumn morning, near an empty cave in the forest north of Ravenvale, you come upon the camp of a band of wagged, rugged outlaws. You've heard tell of this disputable bunch recently launching raids on travel routes in this vicinity. The attacks have been particularly brutal, leaving many dead in their way. So far, this cruel group has managed to elude capture. You count ten bandits in the camp, not including the man who seems to be their leader. I'm going to attack this bandit camp. They're murdering people, and that's mean. Don't murder. Murdering is mean. You shouldn't do it. You stride into the midst of the battling camp and boldly inform the Woofers brigands that the days of unchecked plunder are at an end. At first, your appearance is greeted with stunned silence. Then the leader of the outlaw rises from next to the camp, next to a small campfire, and orders his men to cut you down. You. You grit your teeth and staunchly hold your ground as the bandits draw their weapons and quickly move to heed their leader's command. There are a total of ten bandits remaining in the camp. Two of the rugged outlaws move forward to engage you, while their leader stands back, watching the brutal melee unfold. The leaders really should think about not doing this. You know, standing way back and... Dispatching your men piecemeal. It's not a good strategy. It might work against... It will work perfectly well against small town village militias and lone travelling merchants. Maybe even the lower level guardsmen. But against against professional adventures, it's just a, it's just a way to... It's just a way to get yourself killed over a longer period of time. It got a local superiority of numbers. You don't want to be defeated in detail. Though the only reason I'm telling you this is because you're going to die. Otherwise, I wouldn't give you such advice. Anyway, I fight two rugged outlaws. The outlaws brutally assail me with a mix of weaponry. And down they go. 8xp, you step over your slain em- enemies and prepare to battle remaining outlaws. 8 left, I'm now fighting 4. And they, they're so with a mix of weaponry. I've slain this one. 9 xp, you step over your slain enemies and prepare to battle the remaining outlaws. And there's 4 left, here comes 2. You could have at least all attacked at once. You might have stood a slightly better chance. But no, 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 no. They don't know. They don't really know much about formation tactics. They're kind of dumb. Well, I 
to be expected. I mean, if they were smart, they could probably have been able to able to make money going straight. But apparently, they're so dumb, the only thing they know how to do is rob. Yeah. Pity, pity. If you'd been smarter or someone had taught you, maybe you could have gone another path. But it's too late now. You die. And they assailed me with my weaponry. They just laid a brutal stroke. I've slain them. Alright, and at 8 XP, and here's the last two. And, yep, and down they go. Spicing and something. The leader. Only the bandit leader remains, 8 XP got. He unsheaths his, his long sword and strides bracingly in your direction. An exaggerated sneer fixed to his scowling face. I'll have your head fall, he growls. Look, I've just killed all your men. You've lost everyone. Even if you win, you lose. And you're not going to win, as you should have seen by how quickly the old men went down. But I guess... I guess you'd rather die in combat than the hangsman's loose. Does it mean you have to stand a chance? A chance? Well, probably the best thing we do is one. One. Really fast. Really far. Go, go, no, just leave the kingdom. Just, just go. Just keep going. Just keep going until you hit the ocean. Build a boat. And then just sail that as far as you can go. And hope you know how to live like that life of pie person. That's your only chance. But you're not that smart. So you're fighting someone way stronger than you. You're very, very stupid. And now I fight the outlaw swordsman. The outlaw swordsman slashes you with his sword. I keep I slash with my sword, he slashes with his sword. Ooh, we both we both did five damage that time. Slashy, oh, another five damage for both of us. But now, now I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling out the good stuff, and twenty-one more damage, and he is slain. Twenty-one XP. You make a quick search with the bandit leaver's corp and scour the farming sturdy longsword. Seventy-two gold. Throw a search of the camp, finds fifty-seven gold, sixty-one gold. And some some loot. Only one bit's worth picking up. Oh, and 22 gold. When you're certain you haven't overlooked anything, you leave the camp and once again set off on your way. Securing these knowledges, these brigands will never again prey upon the innocent. Because they're dead. Because I've killed them. That's why they weren't preying on the innocent. Alright, explore far and wide. Gonna pause. Now, 20 bandits. I just dealt with all those bandits. Pretty much went the same as the last time. Just with more corpses at the end of it. And now, on a nicey winter day, on a boulder-strewn slope in the northern Tosa, you come across upon something quite unexpected. You happen upon a small, dilapidated wooden shack, cleverly disguised to blend in against the back of a mossy boulder-strewn slope. You cautiously approach and discover that despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. 
And the breach search these no further closes the identity of was last here. You make note of this location and silently without it on here. I go to, I go back to Trithic, I West, I save. Now I can return to the dilapidated shack. Upon your return to the dilapidated shack, you are confronted by a young man with shoulder-length wavy hair. He brandishes a long sword, remarkable skill, and he appears to be sizing you up. If this is what it comes to, then let's be done with it, he says, moving swiftly towards you with murderous intent. I strongly prepare for Dassel against Pruin Longblade. And he, he has he is he he has murdered, so I murder him back. That is medieval justice. And that's the best kind of justice they can have here, because they don't have very good prisons, as, as we clearly shown in this quest. I mean, presumably those phantom assassin people were guarded as closely as they could, but they still got out. So this this is pretty much all you can do. You can you have to kill them, or they might just do more murders. I mean, and of course, the whole idea of rehabilitation that has not even occurred to these people. Unless perhaps they were noble, then they might try it out. But even then, no, 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 it's medieval. I'm going, it's medieval times, so I'm going medieval upon them. And they are going to die. And he is slain. 69 XP. Pewing collapses to the ground at your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary, necessary task of removing his head. You take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of Purin's death. Quick search of Purin's corpse turns up the following. Purin's long grade. Seven melee waiting plus one luck. This is the long sword you took from Purin Longblade after defeating him. It bears an obvious enchantment. This weapon is of magical quality. So it's going to sell for a bit more money. Probably more money than most shops have handy, in fact. When you're ready, you set out for Trin Keep with Purin's head disturbing enough now tucked in amongst your belongings. And I show the head. I'm taken to the Thane. Root wine or paleo. I'll have some root wine this time. I've got to recover from those recent bandit attacks. Yep, I might have guessed as much. Nothing like a Looking like a bit old, bit of old jitters to warm oneself. He hands you the vessel and takes his seat opposite as he drowns his own, serving his spit of the spirit with what approaches unnerving swiftness. Now, zoop, he says, settling his vessel down, leaning back his chair. Pray tell me about this prim long blade you are kind enough to bring round to us. Yeah, and same talk as always, a pair left to go. I would hardly have believed it possible at the outset. You outdo yourself, my friend. A remarkable showing indeed. 512 general experience. Two th another 2,000 gold tokens. Uh, this, this is a quest where you get a lot of gold. In fact, this quest uh, probably will provide most of the gold you need to get through the, to get through the earlier parts of the game. And then some.
I have a hearty meal and I west, then it's back up, back up the job. I west. I'll pause until I dust found something on a rainy spring afternoon in a deep vale south of the city of Pakwur. You come upon something quite unexpected. Happen upon a trite campsite that has seen recent use. You cautiously approach and discover, despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search leads no, yields no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here, you make notes of this location and silently vow to return here. Back to Twithick. Oh, I crossed path for the kingdom to get here. Save. You never know. Save frequently. It's just general advice. Unless you're saving over... Unless you don't want something to be saved. In which case, don't. Exploring the realms. Recently used campsite. Upon your return to the campsite, you are confronted by a brawny, bald-headed fellow. He leaps up from his seat on a stump and draws his long sword. You've no business with me! He grumbles, advances upon you in a threatening manner. You prepare for combat as Bear Girl of Colinia closes in. I can kill, or I can subdue, or gonna kill. Ooh, entered battle wage. Oh, you are done, little, little Bear Girl. You shall be Smear Girl. Be dead gone. I should think of a better. You should be bear gone. Okay, that'll work. Be bear gone now. Yeah, yeah. And he slashes at me with his long sword and got him down in two hits thanks to that battle wage, which did 39 damage a turn and makes most. And prevents him from attacking me at all with regular attacks. Of course, if he did special attacks, they could have hit. But he didn't live long enough for me to find out. 52 experience points. Bear collapses to the ground at your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of Burgle's death. A quick search of Burgle's talk. Corpse turns up the following. It's Bergle's blade. This is the long sword you took from Bergle after defeating him. This weapon is of exceptional quality. I'll just take that. I've got 246 gold. Back to the keep. I show the head and the show to the thane. I have some palo. He said. He says what he's. He said before. Except talking about this guy okay now now comes a dangerous hour he says grimly only Idrin and one other of his accomplices remain at large they will no doubt fight like cornered beasts when found I urge you all due caution my friend 512 experience points Fame Poem presents you with a bounty for Bergon of Colonia, that's 2,000 gold. I, I, I dine, I west, back, up the, back on the mission now. 
I'm going to save that. I will pause until we've found something. On a frosty autumn morning in a forest of ancient hardwoods in eastern Tysa, your travels are interrupted by something quite unexpected. You happen upon a sturdy tent crafted out of the hides of several large animals. You cautiously approach and discover that despite showing signs of recent habitation, it is presently deserted. After a brief search and use no further clues as to the identity of whoever was last here, make note of this location and silently vow to return here too. Back to Trithic. Gonna west. Gonna save. I am going to go back to that hide tent. Upon your return to the location of the hide tent, you discover it is no longer vacant. A broad-shouldered man, with a, with a black patch covering his left eye, steps out of the tent and draws a short sword. No peace for the wicked amongst us, he laughs. Suppose it serves me white after the life I've lived. No matter, though. For you'll never collect any bounty they've seen fit to attach to my head. We'll see about that. Without another word. Another word, the man throws himself at you, weighing down upon you a series of well-placed strokes with murderous glee. I fight Goblin Eye. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to fight him. The enemy smashes through my defences with a devastating blow, doing 29 damage. I the goblin eye slashes at me with his short sword. I keep slashing. Oh, another devastating blow. I'm going to use Neville. Ah, ah, another devastating blow. That's not fair. I'm going to have to heal. Ah, oh, phew. He got lucky. I saw Holmes as it cuts through the air for for damage. Slain your hurt. That was that was that was way too close. One hundred and thirty-four experience across a broad range of things. Goblin and I collapses to the ground at your feet and expires. You set about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of Goblin Eye's death. A quick search of Goblin Eye's corpse turns up the following. Goblin Eye's short blade, it's unmatched. This is the short weapon you took from Goblin Eye after defeating him. The short sword you took from Goblin Eye after defeating him. This weapon is of unmatched quality, I'll take that. Two hundred and three hundred and four gold tokens. When you're ready, you set out for Twin Keep. With Goblin Eye's head, disturbingly enough, now tucked in amongst your belongings. I show the head, taken to the Thane. I'll have both. Man after my own heart. I eat asked me about this Goblin Eye. So as usual. There, we have it, he says proudly. I have no words that could faithfully echo my astonishment and enormity of your accomplishment. Yet, even now, there remains the final loose thread, sulking in some dark hole, stewing in murderous thought and plotting an altogether futile but dangerous revenge. We shall no doubt find our man, the final leg 
of the hunt begins. 512 XP, 2000 gold. Yeah, and then may the All Father look after you, the thane calls as you depart. Now back to the city, I'm going to west. I need that after that rather tough battle against Goblin Eye. And now exploring the realms again, going to pause until we found something. On a rainy autumn afternoon, near the ruins of an ancient castle in western Tosa, come across a gaping, moss-covered mouth of a dark cave. Enter the cave. As you approach the cave, the sound of scuttle echoes from within. You're taking less than a dozen steps when you're suddenly confronted by one of the horrid denizens that makes this place home. A very large green spider charges out of the mouth of the cave and attacks. You struggle to fend off the vicious arachnid. Uh, the spider wears up and strikes at me. And I slash, 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 slash. Five XP. The spider is dead. You step over the bulky, trickling remains of the arachnid and stare into the shadowy mouth of the cave. Again, something stirs in the gloom. It's a gargantuan grey spider. Oh no, it's too tough. It's too tough. It's a yellow. Which means most of my hits do nothing. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run away. Oh dear. That 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 did not happen. If anyone asks, that didn't happen. I didn't find any spiders. I didn't run away from them. And no one will ever know. Okay, I'm gonna west from that. And post something's just turned up on a blustery day in late spring on the outskirts of a small village in southern Tessa. You come across a shadow path. The swirling black vortex, seemingly quite out of place in this setting, emits a low pulsating sound. Investigate the shadow path. You, you approach the shadow path with great caution. Your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Suddenly, the inky blank black vortex begins to swirl faster and the pulsating sound it's emitting rises sharply in pitch. Something is emerging from the portal. Hold your ground and face whatever emerges. You watch as a group of oxygen bone warriors emerge from the shadow path. The oxygen bone warriors spot you and immediately attack. There's a description for this. These skeletal warriors hail from the Neverwill realm of Oxus, which also has a description. Oxus is a vast, shadowy realm hidden deep within the blackest reaches of the, of the Neverness. It is said to be home to Ichthion, the demon lord, after which the second of Swift's great ages, the age of Ichthion, it takes its name. According to the scant legends that that describe obvious. The realm is also inherited by seven lesser demon lords, the vile servants of Ichthion. And I fight these guys. They hack at me. They lay a brutal stroke. I just keep slashing and they fall. 
5xb, take a step back but remain focused on the swirling back vortex, certain the battle is not yet over. Two Oxygen Bone Warriors. I fight them, I fight them some more and they are slain. Take a step back. One little heal. Two more Oxygen Bone Warriors. They fall. You watch as a small group of Oxygen Bone Warriors emerge from the shell back. The Oxygen Bone Warriors see you and immediately attack. Three of them. And they fall. Another three. And these ones fall. Two more. How many skeletons do you have? Two Oxygen Ghouls now this time. Three Oxygen Ghouls. They fall. 5xp, bit of healing, two oxygen bone slayers. Yeah, and uh, same description as the last one. Right. You watch the shadow pass closely for several moments, and when there is no sign of further movement in the vicinity, you cautiously approach it. You, you move out to the shadow path and stare into the inky, swirling Neville Gate. Without warning, tines of black lightning erupt from out the portal, forcing you to fall back several yards to avoid being stuck. The violent burst of, the, of energy subsides, but is replaced by a far more sinister opposition. A tall, dark shape is emerging from the... It's beginning to emerge from the vortex. It's probably something I'll have to fight. Hold your ground and see what emerges. The shadowy being from the emergence of the shadow path strikes fear to your heart. You sense you in the presence of a pure and powerful evil. The dominant figure turns towards you and speaks to you in sharp hisses that escape. Escape out the gaps between its long, jagged, detained fangs. Your insolence won't spare you, human! Hisses the demon as it attacks. Begin combat. I'm gonna fight defensively. Alright, I keep hitting it, it keeps hitting me. It's gonna be a close one thing. It, it, it's too close, it's too close. I've, I've got a one, I've got a one. I have fled. You take flight from your powerful advocacy and barely escape with your life. Not daring to look back, you dash wildly from the shadow press, playing all the while the demon was, would not, does not follow you. As luck would have it, it does not. After a few minutes, you stop to catch your breath. As the pain in your lungs begins to subside, you quickly set off on your way, eager to leave this horrific encounter behind you. I'm going to west after that one. West... Save and pull. Uh, we finally got a lead. Well, obviously, as you'd expect from someone called the Phantom Assassin, he was quite well hidden. On a blustery autumn afternoon, on a boulder strewn slope east of Vedokonia, surprised by something quite unexpected. He happened upon the rotting remain of an overturned wagon has been recently employed as a makeshift shelter. A search of the air reveals signs of recent activity. 
and you begin to believe that you may have at last discovered the hidden hill wilderness lair of your twin self runner, the Phantom Assassin. In the fading light of day, you decide to seek shelter for the night on more hospitable ground, but you bow to return here. Here, morning first light and resume the hunt. I, I say, I go to a safe place. I west and I save. And now I return to the overturned wagon. Return to the location of the overturned wagon. But to your dismay, you find the site still unoccupied. The quick search of the air reveals that someone has been here still as it. Though presently there is no sign of anyone in or about the makeshift camp. For several hours you lurk on the outskirts of the camp, watching for any sign of its occupant's return. As the light of day begins to fade and the shadows of the surrounding trees grow long, you begin to feel less at ease in such a remote, desolate haunt. You start to think about seeking shelter for the night in a safer, more hospitable place. Waiting for me? The soft voice behind causes your heart to skip three beats. You spin on your heel and much despite decide no one in the spot from which the sinner voice voice sounded only a moment ago. You move too slowly to be of any real use, continues the soft voice, this time coming from the direction of the overturned wagon. Do you think you're the first of the bounty seekers to find my refuge? Nay, I, I would pay the fool, play the fool to believe you would be the last. You spin around, desperate to set your eyes upon the source of voice, but again, no one is there. With your heart racing, you draw yourself into a defensive stance. Your every muscle tensed, and your every sen sense desperately seeking any sign of your unseen foe. You do yourself great injustice, speaks the voice, coming from somewhere in the vicinity of the wagon. There is no doubt more profit to be had for the likes of you in wading dragon lairs, than there is in bringing prosecution on who seeks merely to ply the trade for which she skills have been homed. I beg you, consider the fallacy of your mission. Still, I confess to know little about you, Zoop. Perhaps you go by some other name in the wilds. How this, this feared Keller came to know your name, you cannot fathom. The very sound of it passing from his lips makes your blood run cold. Only a year ago, I leaned over you as you slept, continues the voice of it yet to be seen so, and yet all upon whom my interest force would do well to shut the window and bar the door before succumbing to sleep's at all. There is nothing quite so silent as an open window or an oiled hinge. Your heart skips a beat at the assassin's bold revelation, and while you can, cannot substantiate the merit of his shocking claim, little, re little reason to doubt a man you've never bet, bet before that so readily knows your name. Surprised? This is the voice. When an assassin watches you sleep, Zoop, it is perhaps time to reconsider the company you keep. Alas, for something inexplicable stayed my hand that night. I have yet to account for the reason behind such an erroneous lapse in judgment. The end result of which stands before me here and now. Yet if I were you, I would put, put a cautious eye to those who are so quick to call you friend. One needn't draw steel across flesh to bloody their hands.
several tense, silent moments follow, during which you scour the makeshift camp for any sign of the assassin. Suddenly, the soft voice rings out, this time to your left. And so, here we have it. I'll deliver your head to Thane Purend, hisses the voice. Long as that glorified mercenary slaught to thrust my neck into a noose, I'll sooner find myself unexpectedly outmatched and sent to the grave by the likes of you than march to the scaffold of that unaccountable minion of the crown. You will never take me alive. A sudden rush of footsteps sends your heart racing. You steal yourself for combat as a tall, shadowy figure suddenly comes into view, bounding and darting in your direction. You are about to face, about to engage, the Phantom Assassin. Begin combat. Kill your foe, that's the only option. He even strikes at you with his long-bladed knife. He does that again. I tremble with uncontrollable rage as I assail your foe. Your sword hums as it cuts through the air. 35 damage. Another 35 damage. Another 35 damage. He still swipes with his long bladed knife. And my sword hums as it cuts through the air. Your enemy loses 14 damage and I have slain the foe. He didn't even get a hit on me. Oh, Willie, really? you, you, you've, lost, you've lost your touch, your old phantomy. Old Ithwan. Stay in your phone. 262 experience points. The assassin staggers forward and slumps to the ground at your feet. You waste no time setting about the gruesome but necessary task of removing his head. You take the grim trophy with you to serve as evidence of his death. I thought... A thorough search of, of the assassin's hideout reveals a large amount of gold hidden in cloth bags beneath the overturned wagon that served as his shelter. I've got 2,574 gold tokens. You'll also discover the following items you may take. An unidentified black stone wing, a glittering long knife, three crepec elixirs, which are very nice, description of the glittering blonde knife. This is this this knife once belonged to Ithwin Southwonder, best known as the Phantom Assassin. You took it off the vile outlaw's corpse after killing him. This weapon is of magical quality. Please continue. With your gruesome trophy safely tucked away amongst your belongings, you set out on the trek to Twithick, eager to return to Twin Creep and present Thane Point the evidence of your victory over one of the age's most feared killers. The, the grand reception follows your triumphant return to Twin Keep, and news of your victory spreads quickly throughout the kingdom, following a series of extravagant feasts at which you are the guest of honour. You are summoned to Thane Prowen's private chambers, high in the keep's main tower. The Thane presents you with a with the bounty on Edwin Southwomer, and again congratulates you on your remarkable success. Ten thousand gold tokens! Let that serve as a close to a particularly dark chapter. I'm certainly glad to once again count you amongst my allies, Oop. Days to come, I fear I shall call up 
shall again call upon you, and I pray that our friendship continues to survive the unsettling circumstances which it seems invariably to find itself revisited. St. Paul finishes his root wine, the wisest to, re- to refill his silver vessel. The old saying goes through, that two servants of Jesus at a sitting do wicked things portend. He says, he pours the second hoping of, of the potent spirit. If that's so, we'd best be on our guard. Hand me your vessel. Congratulations, Zoop. Beyond your hope, you've succeeded in bringing the phantom assassin and all the members of his murderous band to justice. Here's an experience reward for your truly heroic effort. 4,096 general experience. Well done. Confront... Ooh, confront a young lad who seems to be following you. That's new. For several minutes, you've been aware of the presence of a young lad who seems to be following you closely. You've taken several quick turns and even doubled back once, but you've thus far been unable to shake his pursuit. At last, curious about why he's following you, you turn and stride purposely towards him. You sides open wide as you approach, and he stammers a quick apology. Forgive me, sir, he says, his face turning bright red. Well, to be sure it was really you. I have a message for you. The boy produces a, uh, a furled snap, scrap of parchment and hands it to you. The parchment is bound with the cork with coarse string and sealed with a wax stamp, stamp bearing the initials I.S. The boy growls deeply and turns and runs off before you can question about who it was who commissioned the delivery of this parcel. Leaning up, against, leaning up against the outside wall of a near, nearby bread house, you break the seal and unfurl the parchment. Only a, few wor- only a few words in black ink have been scrawled on the small piece of parchment, which we just followed. Sleep well, Soup. Humbly yours. I. S. Oh no. The sharp, quick cryptic note is puzzling to say the least. You're about to roll it up and place it in your pocket when you pop, spot something attached to it. Attached to the core of a, of a small scrap of apartment is a square of cloth no larger than the tip of your thumb. You're again puzzled by this strange inclusion. Your heart skips, your heart skips nearly two beats and a terrifying realisation comes over you. Looking down you note with mounting horror that the piece of cloth attached to the apartment has been cut from your left sleeve. Immediately you pocket the parchment and glance, and glance about the busy street, expecting to find, find a, pe- a wanted pair of eyes fixed upon you. And you find no such thing. Unnerved by this sinister turn of events, you vow to remain on your guard until you can discover more about this matter. Oh dear, I don't, I don't think, I think that phantom assassin is still, is still roaming about. And I've just made him very, very angry with me. Oh dear, oh dear. Me, me and all my friends, they're in trouble. I mean, he cut. He cut my clothes without me even noticing. This this is a 
sinister person we're dealing with. It's, I think it's not over. But who did I slay? Was it an illusion? Was it... Was it some... Some Kogawi? Or Taosu shapeshifted into the Phantom Assassin? Is this just a copycat killer we're going after? Did he just sneak out of death itself? What is happening here? What is this phantom assassin? And what is he planning? Uh, I've got to identify some items. The unidentified Blackstone Wing has been identified as Wing of Long Shadows. That's a wing, and now I'm going to look at it. it. Five melee waiting and five agility. This is the enchanted wing that long graced the finger of Edwin Southwomer, better known as the Phantom Assassin. Now I'm going to remove the wing of vitality and equip the wing of long shadows. That wises my MR to 84. I'm going to save now. And we are done with this. For now, at least. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.